This is the Z Code Sports Betting Podcast. Are you struggling to find success betting sports? Tired of empty promises and scams handicapping services? Wondering why Vegas sports books become richer and richer and how you could win on sports too? This podcast is what the sports investing industry truly needs an insider look into proven successful strategies. The Z Code Podcast is your crash course in sports investing that destroys popular misconceptions and provides invaluable sports prediction analysis tools that you can download for free. We outline insider winning systems from experts that make a living through sports investing and explain how you can do it too. Armed with the best tools in the industry and a proper mindset, sustaining profits is easier than ever before. Welcome to Z Code Podcast. Today with us is a legendary member, if you will. He's back here to do his second podcast with us and to catch us up on how his life is progressing as a sports investor and I and we might even dig a little bit into his personal life because I think it was it was maybe a, a year or two ago when we spoke and he was not only a successful uh, sports investor but a pretty stud athlete too if I remember correctly so I'm sure some of you are going to be wanting to know if he's maybe feeling old yet so on this episode we'll find out I want to welcome you back to the show Jay Finn Thank you. How are you? I'm glad to be I'm on. Great. Yeah, great, man. Great to have you back. Um, so anything new, exciting in your life since we last spoke? I mean, there's been definitely a lot of a lot of new and exciting, fun things. I've uh, been plugging away on the sports investing, built a few new systems, and uh, took some, some beautiful vacations with the family and saw parts of the world I definitely didn't get the opportunity before and expanded my horizons in, in that aspect. And you know, business has been uh, plugging away and uh, watching my daughters grow and getting older by the day, to, to mention a comment to your lead-in. Um, but yeah, no, things, things have been great. It's been, uh, it's been an enjoyable few years. I think it's been two years since we spoke last. Yeah, I think it has. I was just thinking about that as I was saying it. I couldn't remember if it was one or two, but it's definitely been a while. Yeah, great to, great to be back on with you, though. Well, listen, for, for the, the people who really want the details of how you got into sports investing, I'm going to suggest that they, they go back to that original podcast um, and listen to the first episode we did because we dove into that a little bit there. Um, but maybe for those who are just kind of getting on board, can you kind of quickly take us through a, a play-by-play of how you got into sports investing and what that looks like today, um, even things that may have changed since the last podcast? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So, you know, sports investing and sports betting, they are completely different things. And, and I think too many times the, the uninformed, if you will, attribute and hear the word sports betting, investing, what have you, and, and think of it as straight gambling. And, and when you make that transition from gambling to investing, that's where the big paradigm shift comes. And, and I realized many years ago, back in law school, when I was uh, – actually kind of more gambling and, and stuff. We, we we decided we wanted to reverse engineer how to get a profitable method to sports investing and, and kind of flip it on its head and uh, through family and, and some friends uh, that were in the stock market and, and other exchanges, uh, my first cousin, and, you, and as mentioned, you can hear about the, the, the detailed details, but the high level basically was if you can invest in the stock market and have a successful pattern, and we believe that's more volatile than, than the sports world, with a lot less information and, and a much more, uh, a lot more things that can pop up out of left field, we were pretty confident you could reverse engineer that into a successful way to invest in sports. And so that was our path, and that was many moons ago now, um, about going on 10 years. 
And so through trial and error and a lot of error, uh, you know, we, we, we built different profiles and parameters and did a lot of testing and data and tracking and more tracking and more, more uh, research. And we were able to find a whole bunch of different profiles and parameters. And as you see on Z code and in, 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 you know, just talking to all the other experts, there are a lot of different ways to skin the cat. And so I got into sports investing that way. And a lot has changed when I was on two years ago, I really only had a chase and progressive system. Since then, I have fine-tuned and, and built a few other t- uh, different models and um, some new systems. One's called Thrive, Don't Just Survive, which I've been sharing now for about a month on, on with you guys. On um, Also have some parlay programs and a few new new systems that are not yet market-ready, but but will hopefully be out soon. Great, and, and I agree with you 100%, and I've said this before, but I spent six years as a financial advisor. And, and being in the community and talking to you guys and doing these interviews, I can tell you that, that I am much more confident in the systems that you guys have for investments that I ever saw from stockbrokers. Uh, so I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's funny because, you know, I live in San Diego and we have some massive companies like Qualcomm and, and um, you know, companies that are made, were, were and still might be major players in the stock exchange. But when you see what, what goes on in, in, the vol- in the volatility of that market, it, it blows me away at how many individuals risk their entire portfolio, whether it's their retirement incomes, their 401ks, their IRAs, their family's long-term future, the, just the company itself. How much money is invested into this market, if you will, with so much volatility and so many things that just don't make sense? And I mean, it was so apropos that, you know, as I was talking with some friends and that tried to help them kind of get started with sports investing over the course of 2016, you know, we ended 2015 in the stock market. And I do invest in the stock market, um, but I don't have systems. I follow other people's advice because I don't know what's going on. But, um, you know, 2015 ended so strong. And then over the weekend, there was a, a financial collapse in China. And the first week of 2016, the U.S. markets were just tanked. And people were losing fortunes. Now, you know, you know, savvy investors always say, you know, you just got to ride those out and it comes back. And, and while that might be true, you know, I, I definitely think back to the recession or quasi-recession we, we had in the U.S. in the late 2008 to 2011. And I can tell you firsthand, I lost a fortune in the stock market. So there's just so many variables that are hard to predict and, and things that are out of our control that are happening worldwide in a, because it's become a global economy that, simplifying things to an individual event between two teams that you can have heavy research on and heavy data and everything's tracked and visible to watch on TV. And it ends within a short period of time. It's a closed investment. There's a start, there's an end. Um, it just seems such a safer way to, to, to grow wealth. Yeah. And speaking of money, this topic, and if you don't mind, I want to drill down just a minute because I really enjoy talking about some of the philosophical stuff uh, with you, you're highly intelligent guy, clearly. So on this topic of money, what what is your feeling like? How important is money in our lives? I mean, what's it really mean to you or signify to you? Sure. Uh, you know, I think it's specific to, to your, the culture you live in and, and, and the environment where you where you happen to reside. You know, United States of America is a very capitalistic country. And um, in the U.S., especially to me, money means freedom, uh, you know. When you don't have enough money, you have to work an extra job, extra shifts. You miss out on so many key moments with your family. And, you know, it might be a, a job you don't like. It might be a job that has a serious toll on your, on your health and long, longevity. Uh, so, you know, money to me is, is freedom. It gives me the freedom to, to spend my time doing what I want to do. And what I want to do doesn't have to be the same thing as anyone else. Uh, but I still have to, to pay the man and, and, and 
survive and thrive in, in the world that I live in. So I need money. And, um, you know, so for me, money has always been freedom. And because I believe that the best job in the world is when you have passion behind what you do and you love what you do, it's not really a job. And so sports investing for me was the natural place for me to go because there's nothing I love more than besides my family than sports and getting basically getting paid money to watch sports is <laughs> you couldn't really write it out any better than that. Sure. Uh, did did you improve on your money management systems that we talked about last time? Um, and what can you kind of suggest to people listening uh, about money management when it comes to sports investing or business in general even? You know, it's everything. Uh, money management, bankroll management, how you protect and not just grow. I mean, everyone likes to talk about growth and how much money we can make and all of our wins. But protecting your your, your bankroll is just as important because if we played a game, and I paid you a dollar and one cent every time it uh, coin flipped heads, and you paid me ninety nine cents every time it flipped tails. The the question isn't well, how much money do I have? The question is how many times can we flip the coin? Because the odds is, and, and are going to end up fifty fifty, and over the long run, you just became the casino, and you're going to win. So as long as you have enough bankroll, a big enough bankroll to sustain the flip. If you only had ten dollars, and you said, all right, let's take those same odds, and I want to bet. $5 a flip, so you'll pay me $4.99 on a loss, and I'll pay you five oh one on a win. You have two tries, and you've just taken away your statistical advantage on a 50-50 flip because anything can happen in two flips. So anything can happen in a game, a week, or, or even a few weeks in, in all pro sports. The key is to protect your investment so you can, when you find these statistical advantages, these statistical profiles, these systems, these methods that, that work over the long run, you got to survive the long run. So, so protecting that, that bankroll or your, you know, and understanding that, yes, you could win more today by betting more or exposing yourself more, but you could also lose more today. And if you have the golden ticket, you don't care how much you make today because you know you just got to play enough and flip enough coins. And so, you know, I think money management is so overlooked. It's talked about and everyone recognizes how important it is, but then it's very hard to actually apply in practice. It's the discipline that comes with that. And especially when you're in a community of such amazing experts, you know, like Z code and, um, and you, you see so many different methods that, that are working. You want to participate in all of them. And I, and I have the same feeling, but you have to have that, that self-discipline and awareness to say, okay, this is my bankroll and I'm not going to jeopardize it just to chase a chase a whim, and, and it doesn't matter. It, when I say whim, it doesn't mean that it's not going to work. But nobody's system is perfect every day, and so you really want to make sure that you understand the, the long term success or failure rate of any system you're going to follow. And that doesn't just mean wins and losses. And I think that's another another element to money management. That's that you know if I could if I could speak to everybody that that is on the walls and the forums and 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 they'd actually you know hear from me. The one thing that I don't think we do enough of is transparency on the odds with which we're making these wagers and these investments because the odds are everything i mean you know you could take only the underdogs in every in every game and if it's plus 220 like i gave an example today on the wall you know if it's plus 220 uh you could literally lose two out of three and still end ahead um now if you take it minus 220 it doesn't always work that way right so so the odds are so important to understand that my record whether i win 99 games and lose one if all of my wins were at even money and my loss was at, you know, minus a thousand, well, I'm down. It doesn't matter that I'm 99 and one. So tying bankroll management and understanding what systems you're going to follow and what is the requirement of your bankroll for that specific system is critical if you want to see it through and, and actually enjoy the successes. I mean, 
too many times I've had friends following my systems and, and, you know, they, they don't listen or, or they, they try to do things their way. Like they'll take it to an extra tier instead of registering a loss when I tell you it's a loss or, or they'll say, well, I know we were only supposed to, to have a specific bankroll size and, and not grow it in the middle of a season, but I decided to do it. And then we sustain a few losses. They lose their money. They think the system doesn't work or, or they, they realize that they don't have the discipline for it. And they actually had the keys. They just, they just didn't kind of see it through. So I know it's hard to do. It's hard for me. It's hard for everybody. Self-discipline is, is, uh, you know, limiting ourselves and, and not pushing as far as we can in a given day is tough. But if, if, if you really want to do sports investing long term and you really want to make money at it, my best recommendation is, is have the discipline to, to see each system through, follow the rules and don't overexpose yourself because you know, a dollar saved is a lot easier than a dollar made. So, um, the bad, there's bad investments too, right? And, and we're going to have bad ones, even though the system tells us it's a good one, we're going to lose and, and all systems will, and you got to sustain those. And if you can, you have a long future. If you don't, you could be knocked out long before you should have and, and think sports investing isn't for you or, or, and, or that you can't make money doing it. And the truth is you can't. And what's great is if you're listening to this or, or you, and you, and you're a member, you know, you have all the tools in front of you. Uh, so now it's just a matter of, of taking the plan that's, that's been laid out by so much hard work of others and apply it to yourself and how it fits your lifestyle and what kind of games you want to invest in. And then guess what? Now you, you, you're making money basically watching sports. I love the example of the, the coin toss that you just gave. Uh, I think that is one of the most simple explanations I've heard about money management in sports investing, and it just makes a lot of sense. So if you didn't wrap your head around that one, you need to rewind and listen to that one more time because that was a really great explanation. Um, how is the, the JFIN system running this year? Um, anything new? Any changes? Yeah, you know, it, it's, it's been going good. Uh, hockey's been a little rough. Um, the three on three overtime has <laughs> definitely made it more of a wild, wild, wild west once we get to the overtime. And, you know, as I talked about, I think two years ago, we were actually thinking about taking a break from hockey because they made the, the big rule change then when we went from ties to, to shootouts and five on five overtimes to four on four. Um, you know, hockey's really expanded the scoring and, and they've taken the ties out. And so, you know, I definitely have some work to do on my system and, and some new parameters and profiles that we have to kind of fine tune for next season. But hockey's been, well, you know, we're ahead in hockey, but not our normal percentage. So it's down from where I'd like it to be. And so obviously, uh, knowing that I can't ever sit back and just accept that one thing that worked yesterday is going to work tomorrow. I got work to do there. Basketball has been rock solid. Football was awesome as always. And I mean, I am chomping, chomping, chomping for baseball to start. We're less than a week away. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, between ba- baseball and football, that's my earning season. That's where we make most of our money, and I cannot wait. You mentioned earlier uh, the Thrive system. So what is all the hype around the Thrive system? Yeah, so the Thrive system is one play a day. Uh, you know, it's not 10, it's not 7. What, what it basically does is it, it, it's a set of parameters that we built that, that kind of looks at all the games, and it doesn't always take that, the best chance to win, even though you would think it should. It also t- takes into account the odds, uh, the juice, protecting our, our bankroll and, you know, different different other little pieces of where we are in the year um, based on the different leagues and, and also home field advantage versus how many road games has a team been on if, if in a row and what number it is. And there's just a bunch of little, little pieces that go together. And basically it's meant to build your bankroll one day at a time with one play. So for those who don't have time to follow a million plays or don't have the bankroll, it's a good little system. Uh, you know, I've been sharing it on, on Z Code now, I think going on a month or, or about a month. Um, and we're up a few grand. We're up not a huge amount. We, we, uh, 
we had a little run of, of some losses, but we've actually pushed three days in a row, which is which is interesting. But um, you know, it's really a thrive, don't just survive system because over the course of the year, my my goal for it is to it's a close close to double our money. So if you start with a thousand, I hope that you'll have two thousand at the end of the year. And if we keep doing that, it's a it's a nice, safe, easy way where you won't ever risk too much of your bankroll on one given play. But we're going to win, and we aim to win two and a half percent of our bankroll every day. So what, you bet what you have to to win two two and a half percent and um, you know, it should be, it should be a good system. It'll be fun for people. And I, and I hope those, uh, those who follow it, enjoy it. And those who don't take a look at it. And, you know, as always, don't, don't just believe what you're hearing me say, or, or anyone else say paper, test it, review it, watch it for a little while. And when you feel comfortable, start dabbling in it and see if it's not for you. Jason, your, your confidence just always comes through when I talk to you, you exude it. And I know that we talked about it last uh, podcast, but I wouldn't mind circling back and kind of revisiting that topic again with you. Um, you know, just if, if for those who are going to be lazy and they're not going to go back and listen to the last podcast, um, what is confidence to you? Why is it so important, especially in sports investing? You know, co- confidence is the most, the single one ingredient. If you look at everybody who's great at anything, and I don't care if they're an athlete, if they're a teacher, if they're a, a orator, a speaker, they're a fireman, it doesn't matter what they do. If you take a look at people and you don't even need to see them perform in that function, but you just look at them right before they're going to perform, you can almost always pick out who's going to be the best based on confidence. And it's because it's the one ingredient that takes all the hard work, effort, skill, you know, that you've ingrained in your career, your profession, whatever it is, doesn't matter. And if you have confidence, you are that much better every single time. And confidence is a way of masking inability. It also has a way of masking weakness. I will take someone who, like, you can literally try this right now. If you grab a piece of paper towel and you get it wet and you roll it up and you put a trash can 10 feet away from you, and I don't care if you've ever shot it before or what, if you're confident, you look at it, you tell yourself, I'm going to make it, you look at it, you don't take your eyes off the can, you feel it and believe it and shoot, you'll make it. You just will. Or you'll make it more often than you won't. And so confidence to me is, you know, if you're going to do something, do it. And if you don't have the skill yet, fake it till you make it. Because bottom line is there's everyone couldn't do it until they could. And the only difference between those who can and can't is the ones who, who can do it. And, and there's, no, there's no other secret sauce to anything in life. And, you know, it's just I've, once I kind of figured that out and through mentor, you know, I didn't figure that out by my own. I mean, everyone knows that, that, that's, uh, that, that knows it. And those who don't know it need to learn it. And, you know, through mentors of mine growing up, they really kind of pushed me and pushed me with, hey, you got to be confident and don't be timid. Don't be scared. You know, commit to what you're doing and do it. And, you know, if you're going to play a sport and shoot a basketball, shoot it. Don't be scared. Oh, I might miss. Well, if you think you might miss, you'll miss. But if you know you're going to make it, you'll make it. And Kobe Bryant, uh, one of my favorite basketball players of all time, literally has he has no conscience. I mean, he, he's never seen a shot he can't make. And obviously he's old now and banged up and he's not the player he is. But look at Steph Curry. I mean, you know, the star of the NBA today. He's a guy who exudes confidence. He'll shoot it from anywhere inside the gym, and, and he believes he's going to make it, and he does. And it, it, there's just nothing that can't be done um, if you just have that self-belief that you can do it and know you can do it. And it's, you can't fake it in the same, like internally. Like You can't be like, well, I want to be confident, so I think I can. No, no, no. You can. You'll do it. Just do it. And you will stumble. There's no, no, no one saying you're going to be perfect, but just have the confidence to get back up and try again and you know, enjoy the ride because the, the, the journey of life is not, 
ended just because now you've made it. Well, now you're going to have new goals. So, so have that self confidence. Confidence is everything. So, yeah, I, I, I'm glad. To, you know, I appreciate you saying that. I that it comes out in, in what I do and when I say it because I really have worked on it. You know, it's a it's a skill set that I'm trying to f- fine tune and, and get stronger with. You know, every day of my life. Yeah, I was just thinking as you said that uh, the truth in everything that you're saying, and I was I was thinking about every religious system every philosophical system anything i've ever read and looked back for thousands of years uh you know they all have basically that same core philosophy that you know what a man thinketh so is he yep um and so yeah that confidence is exactly what you're talking about there uh you mentioned uh the opening day coming up monday yeah um what are you thinking about it you have three favorite teams this season you got any surprises you think we can expect yeah, uh, you know, I think anyone who who know who has followed my baseball system knows the foundation for me in baseball is pitching. So obviously, I think the New York Mets are going to be a very very tough team. I think they have probably the best staff in baseball. Um, you know, you have the Cubs in the in Washington that have great staffs as well. Even the Dodgers that you know um, they, they they lost a, a key a key piece, but their stud is still there, and they're going to be a very dangerous team. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see. You know, either the Mets or the Cubs in the National League, probably facing the Astros in the American League. Um, I like Houston's rotation quite a bit. Um, it'll be interesting to see because there are a bunch of young kids in Houston, so it'll be it'll be nice to see if they can put it all together. Um, but I, I like the Mets and the Cubs definitely, with the Dodgers not far from uh, not not out of it, and you know, they're, they're maybe a dark horse type to get in. Uh, surprises, you know, um, I'm going to be a little biased and tell you, I think my Padres can win at least 80 games this year, which is being very optimistic in, in most circles, but, and I'm going to tell you that is a big bias. Um, but I like the giants too. I mean, it seems that they find a way every other year to, to put their nose in the race. And, um, while I think the Dodgers are the cream, are the cream of the national league West, I expect the, the giants to, to, you know, make a run at 90 wins, maybe 88, 87 fight for that wild card spot. And then who knows once they get into the postseason. I don't want to bet against against Bruce Bochy and them. Um, Detroit's definitely had a full revamp in their lineup, so you could see some splash from them if their staff can get together and you know Verlander can return somewhat to old form, which he did at the end of last season, and he looked pretty good this spring. So I like you know with the addition of Justin Upton into the middle of that lineup and, and Cabrera being healthy and uh, JD Martinez continuing to just to mash. I think that they're going to uh, they're going to surprise some people out there um, in the American League. And what else can I can I tell you? You know, um, I, I've heard a lot of talk about Atlanta being the worst team in baseball, and there's an over under. And I'm, I'm just mentioning a few things from some questions on the wall with some some Z code members. But um, you know, Atlanta, I, I like Atlanta to win 70, 72, 73 games, which will exceed their over under on on most lines. Most lines have them at like sixty six, sixty seven. Um, I just think Philly's the worst team in, in the NL East, and um, it's hard to have two teams you know barely clip sixty wins in the same division. So. Um, I like Atlanta to exceed expectations, not to not to make the playoffs or, or make a run at anything. I think they'll be bad, really bad. But I, I, I like them for 72, 73 wins if you're looking at the over-unders on them. That's about it. Okay. And when I was prepping for this interview, um, I was reading about tiers in your system. What are the tiers in your system? Okay, yeah. So tiers, I mean, when I built my system, I didn't have, you know, a standardized nomenclature like you find on z code with with progression bets and abc bets and things of that nature so i had to name things so w- when we have a, a set a set is a play so a team that qualifies for us in our, in our sis system um you know that's a 
that's what we call a set. So if the Padres qualify because they met the right parameters, they're, they're a new set. And each game that, they, that we bet on inside of that set is a tier. So we might take the Padres for three tiers or what would be also known as an ABC bet. But for us, it's tier one, tier two, and tier three, or tier four, or, tier, or it'll end at tier two. And those tiers really define what number inside of the progression it is. So and it's, it can be a little confusing, but the sets are an open investment. This set, we're going to win 1%. Boom, that's what a set is. Now, how many tiers inside the set are dictated based on the profiles? And then once we uh, win or lose a tier, if we win, this, the set's over, we close it, we take our profit. If it's going to play out to three tiers and we lose tier one, we now have to play tier two. And on tier two, we have to recoup our losses from tier one and make the profit that we were after, which is, you know, is going to be 1%, half a percent, 2%, whatever it happens to be. If we lose on tier two, when we get to tier three, we need to recoup all of our losses from both tier one and tier two and then also make our profit. So when we win, we always bank a profit. And when we lose, or, and we also recoup all of our losses. And when we lose, obviously we, we've lost all of the money in tier one, tier two, and tier three, et cetera. So our losses can get big, but that's hopefully some better clarity around what a tier is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and obviously your, your methodology and your systems have evolved in the last two years since we've spoken. Um, I'm curious, are you, are you continuing to evolve? Or are you working on any new systems right now? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Thrive is relatively new. Uh, it's relatively new for the market. I obviously have been testing it and playing it for a while. Um, it's a good one. You know, and, and I'm working on another one for football, which, as everyone who's, who's followed knows, that we make a lot of money in football. Um, there's uh, some new, new wrinkles that I've been playing with, and, and um, I got some more research to do. We have another four and a half months until uh, I need it to be, to be ready to go or, or not pass the this year test. But I'm working on a new football system to add to the mix. Um, it's going to be uh, hopefully a very exciting one. I have a new baseball system, which I hope to be ready by, I'd say, May. Um, I'm going to test it live in April um, and, and see how it goes and make sure that it's, it's, it's ready to go. And then keep working on my existing ones. You know, like I said, you can't ever sit back and just accept that last year's system is going to work perfectly, even though you have all the, the historical data. Um, the rules change. The environment changes, the nuances change, the styles and strategies change. I mean, look at the introduction of, of what Golden State Warriors and, and have done to the NBA with the three-point shot. I mean, that's just changed the game completely. And, you know, in football, they moved the, the extra point back. So now those one point, that, that, that one little point that used to be a gimme is no longer a gimme. It used to be 99.9%. I think this year was 93% or 92%. So it really changes things. So, you know, you have to take into account all the new, the new additions and changes and um, styles and, and make sure that whatever was working last year is going to work, which is why, you know, most of my systems don't start when the, when the season opens, um, you know, football, we don't, we don't start till, till week three. And there's reasons for that. It's again, I, I just think, I, I really believe it's a lot easier to save a buck than make a buck. And so I don't want to, I don't want to lose money figuring out something that I could have figured out before because all the money I lose, I have to make back anyway. And so now I'm taking what should be profits and I'm just trying to get back to even. So, um, so that's why the system, you know, system analysis and, and making sure that you're fine tuning and using all the tools at, at your disposal and, and thinking about it differently. Uh, that's another key one. Um, I, I, I struggle with it, but I, I try my best to, to say, OK, I've been looking at the problem this way. What if I just look at it a completely different way? Same problem. Even if it's, you know, that it ain't broke, don't fix it mentality. Well, that's true when it comes to putting your money in, in at the sports book. But when it comes to working on your systems and making them better, it's not true. Break them. 
and, and see if you can't rebuild it better and, and if in on paper, you know, not not live. Do it on paper, and if you can, well, great. You just came up to with a better with a better recipe, and you know it, the other thing about systems, and I'm just going to throw this out there, is is ask for transparency from yourself as well as from anyone you're going to follow. Make sure you know what the win loss rate is, what the winning uh, profit percentage. If it's percentage, if it's cash, it's cash. We throw the word units around too much, and every, there's no uniformity behind what a unit is. And so a unit doesn't make sense to, to one person that it could make to another, and they don't know how much of their bankroll. So so ask. I mean, if you're going to follow someone's system and they're going to share it with you, ask for it, and um, they should be willing to give it to you. And then you'll have better clarity and, and can go in with proper bankroll management, proper expectations. And when you have all that, the confidence is just going to be there because you're going to know that you're prepared and ready to go. Yeah, I, I love all the things you're talking about preparation-wise and and almost the, it's conservative by nature. Um, and, and you're protecting yourself on in the long haul. So I guess one of the questions I kind of want to go down, and, and maybe you've already touched on it, so you can clear it up for me. But I think within sports investing or stock investing or any entrepreneur, you're talking about you have to be prepared for the changes that are going to come next year, um, some rules that might change or something. You can't depend on last year's system always. you got to be willing to, to change and adapt. Um, other than money management, is there anything that you can add that would be a key to making this business stable? Yeah. Well, money management is, is the byproduct, right? But I think the, the, the things is discipline without question is number one. Whatever you're going to do, stick to it. And, and even if it's not working yet, if you have faith in the system, because whatever, whatever got you to, to start, follow it through. Just have the discipline, see it through, stick to it. Don't divert. Diverting might, might make you a little in the short term, but in the long term, it just it busts too many people. So, so discipline helps stabilize any volatility in, in sports investing. Education. You know, I mean, I can post a play, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do your own homework on the game. I mean, it's very easy, right? I, I, I have a system. You should follow my system if you're going to follow it. But it doesn't mean you can't learn and educate yourself like, hey, what's so good about this play? And then another expert might post the same play. So now you have two. So they're looking at the problem differently than I'm looking at the problem. Then you're looking at it. And the more eyes that are looking at it and the more conversation around it and the more tools at your disposal, that education is just going to make you better at your own at your own craft. And, you know, if you really want this to be a profession or you want to make it your career because you, you're tired of working whatever other job you're working or you just want to do it as a hobby, um, don't I believe you should always want to be the best at what you do. So so education is going to help stabilize some of the volatility uh, and then. The third one uh, we kind of already talked about is, is the confidence. Like you have to have the confidence to pull the trigger. So, you know, those in my system, I can only speak more, 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 uh, you know, appropriately to, but those tier three and tier four bets get big. And sometimes you look at the team and they've lost two in a row, three in a row, four in a row, five in a row, depending upon where we are and what, 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 what happens to be the parameters. And you're like, I don't want to take this team again and risk this much, but. That's what the system tells us to do, and we have to do it in my system, my system again. Um, but you have to have that confidence. You can't – scared money doesn't make money, right? You can't steal second with your foot on first. Ricky Henderson said it best, and there's always risk. So there's risk in everything you do when you get up in the morning. Um, but if it's controlled risk and you have the discipline and the education behind you, then you should have the confidence to, to fire that bullet, and the volatility should be there. I mean, sorry, it shouldn't be as volatile but you'll have more stability in a volatile environment or at least in sports investing. 
At, at this point in sports investing for you, I know you're very active in the Zico community. I know you're a big contributor, but I'm curious to, to your thoughts on it now. How useful is the Zico community to you where you're at now? I mean, it's, it's extremely useful because as we kind of just talked about, having different perspectives, having different ideas. I mean, I have learned immense amount of, of things that I've both incorporated into my own system as well as just sit there and enjoy the, the benefits of others uh, by having a community of, of thought, of like-minded individuals who are thinking about the same thing. And we all have the same goal, which is make money betting on sports. I mean, when you boil it all back down to its most simplistic form, that's what we're here to do. So if you have a way to do it that I don't know, I mean, <laughs> let's do it your way. Or let's do it both our ways if we can make money doing it both our ways. And what are your thoughts there? And, and the creativity has just been, you know, it's, it's my favorite part. It's, it's why I contribute as much as I do. I mean, obviously, because I think that I get back as much from, you know, I might help people get started. And then that seems to be more of my role at, you know, as a, a contributor, but um, once they get started, they're, they're, what they bring back and what I get is, is worth 2x to what I gave. So, you know, you pay it forward and, and it always comes back so much better. And the environment in, is, has just grown into something that's pretty cool. I mean, if you haven't experienced it, I, I'd highly recommend you do. And if you, you are a part of it, you know. I mean, you just have this community of people around the world with the same goal in mind. And there's no incentive for me to outperform you or you not to help me. I mean, there's just, it doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. So in a way it's an us versus them and us, the us is just, is getting bigger. And then the tools that, that are developed are, are second to none. I mean, some of the back testing technology and um, the different automated systems and, and the oscillators and the, the ability to track where the, where the money's going and the, the projections. I mean, it's just more information in a concise spot at your, at your disposal real time. And when you're, when you're doing, and living the live sports betting, which is, you know, it's a, it's probably the fastest growing part of sports investing. Um, it's getting bigger and bigger year in and year out, and more books are offering more different creative ways to, to be live betting. Um, you need real-time information. And because sports investing carries a little bit of a stigma still, and it's not 100% uh, condoned like the stock market with just endless amounts of available resources, having it has just been in, incredibly invaluable. Any final tips or advice for those who'd be listening to this podcast? Um, yeah, you know, I would say, I would say again, don't, don't be too hasty. Uh, you know, I, I see a lot of new people come in and they want to just jump right in and I, I get it. I understand the excitement and the, the, the adrenaline's pumping and, you know, you, you're ready to go and this is what you want to do or, or you've been having some success. And, you know, the, the, the beauty of what we do also is there's a game somewhere always. <laughs> Always, every day, 365 days a year, there's a sport game played somewhere that you can invest in. And so you don't have to, to rush, rush, rush to take a play today. Um, you know, you can miss a day. You can enjoy the other areas of life. You don't need to be consumed by it, but you definitely need to be educated and, and um, know that tomorrow is going to be there with a whole bunch of more investments. So if you don't feel good about the plays today, you're not feeling right, you don't feel on top of your game and, and or you just don't like the plays, you don't ever have to invest in it. And it's not like it's a missed opportunity that you're never going to get back. There's just so much and so many that having the discipline to say no and to not take certain plays, I think is a, is a tip for beginners that, that they should definitely get a handle on and get a good feel on. And then the second one is, is to, to really decide what kind of a sports investor you want to be. There's different styles and strategies. There's no right way or wrong way. 
the best way is going to be what fits your personality, your lifestyle, and, and your current time and, and money availability, um, and what sports you like. Because if you're not, you don't have to watch them, and you don't have to know a ton, but if you do and you start learning more about the individual sports you're investing in, you're just going to become more educated. And education is uh, the foundation of success. It's, it's what's going to build your, your, your money tree. And once you have your money tree, protect it, man. It's your bankroll. It, it's it's what it's like a personal ATM machine, and you know it's your way to be a professional athlete and get paid like they are, and get a little piece of the action and watching them do what they do. So, um, you know, unless you do it in in other sports or amateur sports, which um, same thing applies, you can still still bet on it. But having the discipline and the education and and uh, the confidence, and I, I'm confident that all of you will be successful. That's great advice, Jay Finn. I got one last question Fire for away. you. I remember when we spoke last. Weren't you doing Spartan races or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I was. Con- I was. I was doing a bunch of those. I've. I've. Uh, I have since retired from them. I haven't done one in about two years. I. I, uh, I uh, actually stopped playing baseball also and, and switched to tennis about a little over a year ago. And I've been kind of heavy playing tennis these days. Um, it's. It's my new sport of choice. I, I just am blown away at how fun of a game it can be and how many people around the world play it and. Um, the exercise that you get from it, and uh, I can say that I, I have I'm lear- I don't have any systems for tennis. I, I do follow a few experts that uh, that have great systems, and you can you know where you can find them. Um, and I watch a lot more tennis, and and I I can tell you I'm I'm secretly trying to build a system for tennis. I just haven't haven't gotten it dialed in yet. So, um, but tennis is definitely where 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 my activity is these days, and and uh, I can't tell you how much fun and how much fun and, and how rewarding of a game it can be and frustrating, but it's, it's an awesome, awesome sport. Yeah. It sounds like you're having <laughs> fun with it. Well, thank you for this new podcast, Jay Finn, uh, man. I hope that we have a third podcast with you very soon. Uh, you are truly a valuable member to the community for years. You have been, you bring a lot of good things to us. Um, please keep up the good work. Thank you for always sharing your contributions and all of your wisdom. It's always a real blessing. Thank, Thank you, you very much. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on, and, and it's an honor to, uh, to speak with you. And, and um, I look forward to uh, to speaking to a lot more of you on, on the walls, and maybe one day we can do another podcast. And I look forward to a great MOB season. So thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our Z-Code Sports Betting Podcast, where insider systems, secrets, and tools are revealed to help you win on sports betting. If you have a comment or question, make sure to visit us at www.zcodesystem.com. Download our free sports prediction tools and join our VIP club to follow winning systems from people who make a living betting sports professionally. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.